Welcome to On the Bench. I'm Josh Newberg, and I got sitting next to me right here, riding shotgun, Brendan Sinone. Uh, welcome back. We're we're doing a series right now where we're speaking with each Florida State of, uh, assistant coach, and today's our second installment of this series, and we're going to sit down with Adam Fuller, Florida State defensive coordinator. This should be a good one. Um, Brendan, I know you're looking forward to this one. I'm throwing off. I thought you were going to say I'm Brendan Sinone when you entered at first, because that's what I'm I used. wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, uh, no, that would have been funny too. see if anyone noticed. I'm sure everyone would have. Uh, yeah, Adam Fuller is going to sit down with us. As you guys will hear, I'm going to gush over him. I, I really think he's a smart guy who uh, his track record is pretty impressive if you do a little bit of research on him. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about this and to get his uh, idea on his philosophies and what we could look for from Florida State's defense this season. All right. Well, let's get right into it. On the other side, Adam Fuller, Florida State defensive coordinator. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we're back on the bench with Florida State defensive coordinator, Adam Fuller. Coach Fuller, welcome to On the Bench. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to it. So uh, before we started uh, recording here, we're all talking about needing a little bit of energy. This is all later in the, the day for us. Uh, and Speaking of energy, Coach, uh, I know with you being from Massachusetts, I, I want to ask how uh, – how relieved were you on a scale of one to 10 when you realized there was a Dunkin' Donuts like a minute from campus? <laughs> That's a good, yeah. No, I saw that Dunkin' Donuts. There's many of them around here, but my wife actually gets gets Dunkin' Donuts for the house and for the office. So, um, But it is a friendly reminder that I'm home. Oh, so, you, so you do have Dunkin' Donuts, but you're homemade Dunkin' Donuts then. So, so you do have the taste of, of home, yeah, we, just at home. We, yeah, we've, we've evolved. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, so coach, I was doing a little bit of research for this and I saw a story uh, from, from your time at Memphis that was really interesting. And, and uh, let me ask you this, because I'm sure a lot of our audience hasn't heard it before. Uh, why do you use primarily or only use pencils? Um, well, I, I don't only use pencils, but okay. on the field, I for sure try to use them. And, you know, it's, it's just number one, my wife was actually a school teacher when we met. Um, so we had them readily available, but it really started that way. I was a head coach at uh, Assumption College back in 2008. Um, and I was young, wasn't quite sure exactly how things were going to work, but I was also in charge of um, making sure the team laundry got done. And a number of our coaches kept leaving their pens in their jacket pockets and pant pockets for practice. And, um, 
I, we ruined one or two lo- loads of laundry a couple times by pens blowing up. So <laughs> I, at that point, it mandated that pencils were to be used and pencils only. Um, so it kind of created a habit for me back then. Uh, now I'm, I'm less concerned about the laundry, but uh, the habit of using the pencil has kind of stuck for me a little bit. What's up, Coach? Josh Newberg here. How you doing? Good, Josh. How are you? I am great, man. Um, I've been covering recruiting within the state of Florida for 15 going on 16 years now. And one of the, one of the names that I always was brought up to me when I first started was doc holiday and, um, and how he he does such a good job recruiting Florida. And of course you went on to coach for him at Marshall. Um, what's one of the biggest things he taught you about recruiting Florida? Um, I think, you know, he has, he has tremendous relationships with the high school coaches. Um, and those were established years back when he actually started hitting the road down in Miami and South Florida back when most people weren't doing it. Um, so I think from an early age, he established just a, a blue collar approach, a hard work relationship approach with the high school coaches. And I think that establishment early in his career helped propel him forward. And I think they always knew that Doc was going to be available, number one. Um, he was always going to take their call, help support their programs. He was going to recruit their kids, honestly. And um, really, it, those relationships is what impressed me the most because we would start recruiting somebody, and you'd tell Doc, hey, listen, we're going to recruit school player X from school Z. And he would immediately pick up the phone, and somebody on the other end of the line had – unblinded trust with him because of just past history and how he had treated a former player or a current player. So, you know, he had a, he had a really tireless work ethic. Um, he really wouldn't take no for an answer and just had great relationships within the state. And I think the people in the state knew what he was about and they knew what type of person he was. And I think that traveled a long way. So just reinforced a lot of things we as young coaches thought and uh, he helped reinforce a lot of that. And um, I noticed I was at the Tampa meet and greet, and I noticed that you know everybody was doing a good job of socializing, but you had a, a probably a deeper relationship. A lot of guys were giving you hugs and and dapping you up. Have you? How long have you recruited the Tampa Bay area? Uh, I back when I was at Wagner College, my first coaching job. Uh, there, the head coach there wanted to recruit the state of Florida because we were in New York City. And so he sent me down there, and that was back in 2002, right when I started coaching. And uh, so I've been in different areas of Florida mm-hmm. since then, uh, but mainly I've been on the West Coast probably for the, since I was at Marshall. Um, and then even before then, when I was at the University of Richmond, I had recruited uh, the I-4 corridor from Orlando to Tampa. So you know, really the last six to eight years, I've spent most of my time on the West coast from, you know, Hillsborough down to Fort Myers and everything in between. And, uh, you know, when we were at Marshall, we had about 39 kids on the team from Florida. So, wow. you know, that spent all my time there. So, you know, you just, you know, you develop relationships with those guys. And, you know, when I was at Memphis for the year, you know, just geographically and where we were, I didn't get a chance to come back to the state. Um, mm-hmm. so I kind of missed those guys, kept the relationships, but just didn't actively recruit anybody last year. Uh, but 
it's just great to, the number one call this state home now um, in a state that I, that I have developed some of those relationships, especially on the West coast. So it was great seeing those guys in that atmosphere because, you know, it's just usually when you're in the school or you're recruiting players, it's all about the individual player and you really don't get to establish um, communication with a lot of things outside of just the prospects. So mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent. It's a great idea by, Mike and our staff to be able to get around to these different areas. And it helped me just reconnect with the, with the people that I do hold dear uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah. What, what has been the tone of you guys arriving at Florida state from, from high school coaches, not only in the Tampa Bay area, but from everywhere that you guys have stopped so far. Uh, so I think every high school coach in the state wants to give us the chance and the opportunity uh, mm-hmm. to do things the right way. Um, on behalf of Florida State, but on their program and for their for their student athletes. So, you know, I think, you know, very much a welcoming, open arms approach, and just, you know, kind of like our players, right? It's they 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 talk, they they wanna they wanna know what we're looking for, they wanna know how we're gonna do our work, how we're gonna go about recruiting. But I think it's a very open-eyed approach, and you know, it's been great. You know, and and some of us have had more relationships or pre-existing relationships in the state than others. Uh, but at this point, it's pretty much a unified approach for our staff. And there may be individuals that have stronger relationships in certain areas of the state than others. And I think what these opportunities give, give us a chance to do is give the high school coaches a chance to meet everybody on the staff because the high school coaches really only get a chance to meet the area coach, maybe mm-hmm. a position coach if they're currently recruiting a prospect at their school. And then maybe the head coach once or twice where these, these meet and greets give them a chance to meet everybody. And um, I think that's rare. I don't think that happens very much in today's day. So, you know, I think it's uh, a unique experience. We're giving them a unique experience that we're, we're, we're undertaking ourselves. Coach, given kind of sticking with recruiting here, given the, the truncated window that you guys had as a, as a staff coming in in December, then obviously filling in pieces through January, uh, you managed to get a handful of like really nice under the radar type of defensive players, DJ Lundy, Cindy Williams, uh, TJ Davis, a couple guys off the top of my head. Uh, what, how involved was the scouting process? Like when in that final stretch, given you know how little time maybe some of you guys had together, how little time you had just in general to recruit, like how, how did you manage to, to kind of find some of these guys? Um, just, you know, somewhere the old fashioned way, you're just scouring through tape and a name will come up, whether it's whoever on the staff finds the name or high school coach reaches out to us, then it goes through the channels, right? Uh, whether it came from, um, coach Novell, whether it came from myself or it came from a position coach, it just, the, the film travels its way up the pipeline for us. And then, you know, at that point it was all hands on deck. You know, we were just looking for players that fit what we were looking for, and then once we found the tape, then it became a, just a, a mad dash to make sure that we were crossing our T's and dotting our I's from the background check on each player. And then trying to connect what is it about Florida State that would help us with this specific prospect, whether it's a former player, whether it's what the player was looking for, whether it was a family connection, and then just started the work. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just trying to do everything that usually is done over a year and a half period 
over a three to four week period, which, you know, you got more of a chance to make a mistake. So we were very much trying to make sure that we were on the details of everything. And, you know, what made it easier was the staff that Mike put together. Um, we've got a lot of cohesiveness and within that we've developed a lot of trust early and, uh, you know, you weren't double checking work. You were kind of moving on from different conversations uh, and building blocks on the relationship here, as in, which which helped us consolidate the recruiting time with some of these guys. And you know, we feel really good about the players that we brought in, and looking forward to integrating them within the the roster that's here now. Would you give me a scouting report on Adam Fuller, the the linebacker at Sacred Heart? What, what were you? Uh, what were your strengths back in the day? And, and how many stars would have you have given yourself? Oh, oh, so we're going back to high school. Yeah, how, how many stars? Yeah, yeah. Are you counting the number of stars on my helmet or the <laughs> number of stars on my recruiting page? There's a there's a difference. <laughs> So uh, give us, listen, listen, I just, the state of Massachusetts is highly under recruited. So I think, I think we're all under recruited in that state. <laughs> uh, seriously though, coach, I, you know, from, from your time as a player and as you've come across the ranks and through the ranks as a coach, I'm curious, like your defensive philosophy, how it's, how it's evolved over the years. So this is an in-depth question, but like, how did it start? What were the core beliefs you had early in your career? And, and I guess, how is it, how has it changed up to this point here at Florida State? Well, I think it's just the the, the more years I've been doing it, the the, the simpler it, it it comes out. Um, and I think my approach has gotten a lot cleaner to how I want it to look and how we want to play defense here at Florida State. You know, as a when you're growing up the profession, you start listening to ideas and you have your idea of what it needs to look like. But from my first coordinator job at Wagner College. You know, you were basically taking what you thought about and you realized you had a bunch of pieces to good ideas, but it didn't really all fit uniformly. So over the years, it's just kind of been, you know, what are the things that are important? You know, what fundamentals do you need to see constantly? And then just putting together a defensive plan. Um, and I think it really started to come together for me, my years at Marshall. You know, at Chattanooga, we were really good on defense at times. Um but it was, it was based off of limited um, experiences I've had in the profession. Um, I think once I got to Marshall, it kind of merged a lot of thoughts I've had and then some other ideas based on some other people that it really opened my mind to some, you know, that there were, there were other ways to play defense than just the way I was brought up in. And, uh, you know, what I've learned now is, you know, defense used to be about defending people. And now as I've matured and found other concepts to teach in, it's not just about defending people. Sometimes it's about playing offense on defense and giving offenses things to where they have to alter their plans based on how we act. And, um, you know, it's about finding the triggers and making sure you understand offense before you can even coach defense. So, you know, just, you never stop improving in this profession. Um, I think we all understand that, um, you know, we play a structured defense here that, you know, I think helps us recruit, uh, with some flexibility. Um, we have certain parameters at each position that we look at, and then we want to be, we want to be good enough at what we do that we can line up and do what we do against anybody and be really sound, but we want to be flexible enough 
that we can take away the strengths of every offense that we play against within our scheme. You know, so um, we we do want to have the ability to be multiple on first and second down. And when I mean that, we want to make sure that we can impact the offense with TFLs and sacks and pressures so that an offense doesn't know, hey, the course State's going to line up like this and we can isolate this individual player. So, you know, we want to be very personnel-based, um, but also be structured enough that we're sound in every call that we, we have, but flexible enough that we can take away an offensive strength. You mentioned flexibility, Coach, and, and from a personnel standpoint, you know, I've heard your defense described as, as hybrid uh, qualities. I guess what, what does that mean uh, in regards to, to personnel? Like who are the hybrid players uh, in your scheme? I think when people use that word, you know, it's really coming down, you know, to how you use the, you know, the field linebacker versus the nickel, kind of how you use your safeties. And then for us up front at the defensive line, you know, we play with a stand-up Fox, which is a weak side defensive end is what he is. But he he does carry some outside linebacker traits and skills because uh, he does get involved in some, coverage concepts. He's definitely a pass rusher in an edge set of first, uh, but he is involved in some linebacker skills as far as folding and fitting on the football. Um, and I think that position in our front gives us the ability to number one, recruit and um, find position fits of guys that aren't just defensive ends, but when we find a defensive end that's got skills that can play outside linebacker, you know, we can use them in that way, whether it's in coverage matches whether it's falling him and getting him unblocked on some run fits. Um, it just brings some flexibility into our front. And then we play with a position called a stud, which is, is, is in virtual, it's basically a big nickel position. Um, we've moved it to more of a linebacker size athlete, just so that we can allow ourselves to be really um, sturdy on the perimeter for all perimeter screens and runs. It gives us some mismatches on wideouts in the blitz game and on the run game. Uh, but we need somebody athletic enough that they can play in space on the perimeter. So, um, and then our weak side safety, you know, is used as a safety. Um, but like the buck and like the fox, or like the stud and the fox, it gives us the ability to parity use that person as a linebacker at times. Um, but the skill set is of a safety. So we do rotate him in the post. We do him play him in man coverage. So I would say those three positions, we, we have a position at every level of our defense, uh, at D-line the Fox, at linebacker the stud, and at DB at Buck, that basically give us unique skill sets based on the individual to use them in, in, in different ways that typically a DN, a linebacker, and a safety wouldn't be used, um, which allows us flexibility in recruiting to use specific skill sets at each level of the defense to be unique uh, to that position. So, you know, it just gives us a little bit of, of um, freedom to use skills of different players. And now it gives our coaches the ability to go out and recruit specific skill sets for those spots. And um, I think that helps us on first, second down, and it really helps us on third down as well. Coach, you've been around now a couple stops. You've transitioned to some different programs. Um, it's always important to connect with your players, but now that you've made it to Florida State, what have you picked up over the years um, about 
kind of coming in and, and quickly connecting with these guys and, and earning their trust? Um, always be willing to show them how to work. Um, being very direct and honest and approachable at the same time. Um, and just making sure that they understand that you're never going to stop improving from your mindset to how you wake up in the morning, to how you work from during the day, to the relationships that you're constantly trying to build. I think, you know, we want to be able to be a service type leadership and where the players can watch how our coaches perform in their day-to-day duties with how they treat people, with how they go about the work. And from that, from that standpoint, you just do that enough and you'll earn the respect and the trust of players over time. Um, but some players, you know, it may happen quickly. Uh, some other players, it happens over time, but it's just, you know, I will, with how I go about my work every day, I want to be able to show players how we go about our work. And, you know, I think that's how I think leadership is shown. It's shown through actions. It's shown through doing. It's shown through consistency. And I think if you do that and operate in that mindset, I think most players around the country will respect that and follow that, and um, you'll create a culture of improvement. And then, Adam, last question for me, and kind of in relation to that, like, what, how have you seen the players so far? And I know it's early respond to that approach with, say, the Torah duties and uh, what you've gotten to interact with them so far. And I imagine, are you looking for like similar qualities from them, the same thing that you're putting into to them to, to get it uh, back out of them and back to you guys as a coaching staff? Absolutely. We're, we're, we're offering structure throughout our program right now. And, our job as leaders is to make sure we show them what that looks like and then make sure that we, they understand what the standard is and we hold them accountable for reaching that standard. And you do that in a consistent way every day. Doesn't matter which day it is. Doesn't matter if it's morning or night. Doesn't matter if it's academic socially or football or meetings or on the field or off the field. Um, you know, I truly believe that everything we do is connected to our success. And um, I think, we just got to continue to be consistent with that um, players and coaches. And, um, you know, there's no time frame on when that whole process ends because it really doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. it, w- when you reach the top, you're always trying to take the next step. Um, if you're below where you want to be, you're always constantly trying to strive to improve. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's a constant daily thing and you know we grade all of these workouts and you know there may be a player that's at the top of the group on one workout we make sure we we commend them and show them what they did well show them what they need to improve upon and then understand it's still a next day mentality with it all and uh, that's that's tiring and exhausting but it's the way that success looks and um, it's what you need to be in this profession for and you just want to surround yourself with people that have that mindset, players, coaches, um, because it helps create that culture that we're all striving to be a part of. And, um, you know, it's driven by Coach Norvell, and it's taken by the assistants, and it's taken by the players, and from the managers to the trainers to the strength staff and all of us. We all have, you know, a part of this. And, um, you know, it's important that we understand that we all pull together on this whole thing that we're trying to accomplish. And it's not easy. 
um, but we do understand what it needs to look like, and we're constantly trying to make sure that we're offering that structure and holding those standards up uh, every day. I know that's uh, that's music to the ears of a lot of our, our listeners, and I, I think we're all excited to see that kind of manifest and turn into to uh, results down the road. I know it is a process, though, Adam. Uh, thank you for joining us. I think that's everything I had. I think that speaking for Josh here, it's everything he had as well. Yeah, uh, thanks really, a lot for joining yeah, Really appreciate your time, Adam. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your weekend. You too. You too. Talk to you soon. Adam Fuller, Florida State defensive coordinator, on the bench. I I like his energy a lot. I like how thoughtful he is. He's impressed me. uh, He's impressed me every single time we've been able to to talk to him. Is that your first interaction with him to date, Josh? Mm, Yeah, for yeah. Yeah. Like in, like Be, in depth. yeah, beyond just saying hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, that it was good. You know, all these coaches, they all have a little bit of the Mike Norvell DNA in them, right? Like you can you can hear it kind of trickle down through their words as well. So that's been pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it's been consistent. Uh, which which you say is cool to hear. It's cool because everyone being on message and structured and organized. It's all the things that this fan base has been craving. Uh, it, yeah, I like I like Coach Fuller. I think he's really really sharp. Uh, he's been successful everywhere he's gone. His defenses have gotten better everywhere he's gone. He's been able to implement new schemes very very quickly. So there's a lot to like there. It's funny when he was first hired. Like I, I know Josh. Like a lot of fans were kind of skeptical because it wasn't the big name. And mm-hmm. I think it's, as you do your research on on Adam and then get to hear him today, you get to understand like what he, you know, what he's about and how thorough and thoughtful he is. Can't so, wait yeah. to talk to the rest of these guys. It's been yeah, great. That's, that's coming up. So yeah, that's my. That, I I I like Adam Fuller a lot. I know I'm gushing here. So, anyways, I think that should wrap it up before I write him a, a love poem. Uh, for Josh Newberg, let's I'm get Brendan, out of here. Yeah, let's go. I'm Brendan Sinone. <laughs> uh, this is on the bench. Five star reviews if you're enjoying the series. We'll have more tomorrow. you imaginary friends are real this is just so exciting now get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined showtime ryan reynolds john krasinski kaylee fleming fiona shaw phoebe waller bridge lewis gossett jr matt damon emily blunt george clooney maya rudolph bradley cooper sebastian maniscalco john stewart sam rockwell aquafina keegan michael key and steve carell i need to throw up or i need a snack it's one of the two gross if ready pg parental guidance suggested written and directed by john krasinski